0: Welcome to the Duckpin Podcast with your host, Brian Griffiths. And now, here's Brian. Not many people know this, but Maryland has not had a professional soccer team in over a decade now. And that is changing with the 2021 season. Joining us on this week's episode of the show, the Vice President and Director of Operations of Maryland Bobcats FC, Evan Ramist. Evan, thanks for joining us on this week's show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you. It's it's always great when we have new teams come in, um, and and we get a new a new opportunity to see a new sport here in Maryland without having to go uh, go see those guys in DC. Exactly. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit about you and kind of how you wound up uh, in this position as the VP and director of operations for Maryland Bobcats.
1: Yeah, it, it's a it's a kind of a, a weird windy story. Um, uh, you know, uh, my, my uh, original plan and goals when I joined this club was, was not to be in the front office, it was to play. Um, so I joined the club four years ago now, um, and I joined as a player. Um, I had just graduated college. I thought I'd be done playing after I was playing in college. Um, and like two weeks after I got done, I was like, I've got to get out and play again. Um, and and it, it's funny that I'm even hooked up with this club because the, the only reason that I'm involved at all um, is because on the free agent page for the league that the that the club was in, um, our now owner um, just happened to be the first person to send send me an email. Um, so that you know uh, that one email kind of changed uh, the the history of what what I was going to be doing. But but yeah, uh, started as, as as a player, and um, you know as, as the club um, was growing, the club was doing better and better on on the field, getting wins and and stuff like that, and getting better players Uh, the ownership and 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 some of the players but the the owner well i use the term ownership because back then it was it wasn't ownership it was just the guys in charge um they were like hey like let's try to build something let's try to do something better now and um you know it was a it was like a six-hour bus trip up to rock rochester new new york and um i was half asleep and 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 i heard them up front being like hey you know we we wish we could advertise we wish we could market you know kind of put something behind what we're doing on the field and i kind of half you know half asleep wake up and and at the time um actually up until this this month um i worked in an ad agency in baltimore um so i kind of up. i was like hey guys like this is what i do for my day job this is what i do day in day out if you would have told me this six months ago we could have been much farther along but um uh, from there it ballooned into you know more and more things needing to get done for the club and and me saying yes to more and more things and um yeah my it's it's funny my actually my my first day as a full-time employee of the club was 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 this this month so um this is kind of a new full-time job for me although um you know it's been a full-time job for the last year or so it's just been on the side um and yeah and then you know um I'm definitely not good enough to play on our team now so so I'm totally in the front front office now
0: well that's that's a fascinating that's a fun story you know it's not a it's not the tragic story that you kind of kind of laid it out it's kind of you know you you took you saw what was going on and you you took the skills you had and you're making you know, you're making the most of it you know to jump from uh, i think a lot of us would rather jump from a from a day job an office job to to professional sports management, God knows I would. Um, <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about the club now, and you kind of you kind of hinted at it as you were uh, as you were talking there about your history with the club. You know, Maryland Bobcats were not always a professional club. This season, the first season in the National Independent Soccer Association. Um, so, kind of talk about that that transition from kind of what's a a club team, just a group of guys getting together to play soccer, to what's now a professional operation.
1: Yeah, and you know that's that's the coolest part of being a part of this club, and and you know this is um, uh, you know uh, a dream I think that that every club across the world has. Um, you know, it's a little bit harder to do in the U.S. because of all the rules that you have to to dump through to to go But but yeah, the so the club is over ten years old now. Um, you know, was started by our now owners um, as a way to keep in touch after college. It was a bunch of guys that met in college that. Um, like soccer, love soccer and said, Hey, let's put a team together. So, you know, you graduate, you get jobs, you start families, you know, it was a way for them once a week to come together, hang out, play some soccer. And, and yeah, like the, you know, uh, with that, you know, this player had this friend that he played with. So he brought him and this player had two other friends that he played with and and the team, you know, over the course of five, six years, um, just got better and better and better and better. Um, It also went through about four name changes, five name changes before we got to Maryland Bobcats. Um, and, and yeah, it, you know, it, it really went from a Sunday league team that was really, it was just for fun. It was to, to keep guys in touch to, Hey, we got a pretty good team. Let's try to compete a little bit more to, Hey, we know we got a good team. Let's go win, win some stuff um, to, you know, a high level amateur team um, in Maryland. And then, you know, we joined a, National League, the U UPSL um, in 2019, um, and had had some 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 success there. Won a national championship last year, um, and you know uh, then this year, yeah, bringing bringing pro pro soccer, and it really was, um, you know, uh, we've gotten a lot of buzz, and and people have started to take uh, stock of us over the last year year and a half. Um, but it really has been ten years that this club has been building and 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 preparing itself for the next step. And like you said at the start, like Maryland hasn't had a pro team in ten plus years. Um, and you know it was always kind of in the back of our ownership's mind that they wanted to bring pro soccer to the state. They didn't know how, when, what it looked like, but but that was kind of their goal. And so you know, for for, for the club to to grow as it has, and and in in my opinion, take the steps. Um, at the perfect time for the club, kind of each each step that that we made, um, it's it's really really cool to be able to bring bring pro soccer to Maryland. You know, I'm born and raised in Maryland, so I never really had a pro team um, in in the state to call my own. And um, between all the really high level youth clubs and high schools and colleges in the area, for this state not to have a pro team is crazy to me. And um, you know, we're starting to announce our first pro pro roster and nine of the 11 players that we've announced that we've signed are all from the the area so you know it really is guys that live here that have played here that grew up here that we're trying to showcase their talent and say look maryland dc virginia we can compete with the rest of the country uh, because there's so so many good good players here.
0: yeah, that's awesome having that having that local collection that local uh, collection of, of talent and that connection to to the area. One of the things you did mention of course was was how much more difficult it is to go pro in the US as opposed to where it is in other parts of the world. Obviously relegation in soccer um, you know I'm, I'm a part owner, one of many part owners of FC Pinsgau out in Austria and, and uh, obviously we're looking to go eventually down the road to graduate to the Austrian Bundesliga and that's yep. just not possible under the American soccer pyramid. So just kind of, you know, how much more difficult was it because we don't have that relegation system in the U.S. soccer pyramid to make that transition from amateur team to pro team?
1: Yeah, I mean, you got the next what three or four hours? We're going to talk on this, right? I, <laughs> I, I could talk on this this all, all night. No, it 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 is it's it's way harder, right? And and for for a lot of reasons, um, in my opinion, it's it's worse, right? You don't necessarily go pro based on being a good team, being a good club, making good de- de- decisions on and off the field that puts your club up for success. It's how much money you have, right? Um, and that that's one of the reasons that we were drawn to Nisa. Um, you know, Nisa is. Um, kind of taking a different approach to soccer in this country. Um, they want it to be open. They want every every small town in the country to have their own club, right? Whether it's down the line, maybe D D one pro, D two, D three, semi pro, Sunday. They want every town, uh, you know, little small town in the country to, to have a club, and and that's the way it is in in Austria, in England, in Germany, in Mexico, in bra, bra, Brazil, and you know, part of the reasons that I think Americans flock to EPL, Bundesliga leagues like that is, you know, it is, you know, if you're, if, if, if you're a terrible team, you're going to go down, but you know, if, if, if you're an amateur team, semi-pro team, that's going to start. Sure. You're not going to get to the EPL in two years, but you know, 10, 12, 13 years, you could be playing some really high level soccer because your community got behind you. And because, uh, you you know you sold more tickets so you could get better players and you brought in the right coach and it made the team better um, and it's that ec- excitement of being able to to get behind your 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 team and watch them you know go up and down and, and the heartbreak and the ec- excitement of going up and um, you know it it is a lot harder to to start a professional team in this country. Um, that being said, Nisa is is again that's that's part of the reason we were drawn to them is is they're working and they're their uh, ideas about soccer and how it should be run kind of fit with ours and, and how we, we think about it. And um, you know, you still have to get through us soccer's um, professional league, league standards, which, you know, there's different ones from D1, D2, D3 pro um, we're a D, D3 pro. So, you know, the the net worth of your owner is, is lower than a D1. The capacity of your stadium can be lower than than. One, but you know, I I think the thing that that Nisa is starting to prove and and maybe maybe can build on right is just because you're a D three league right doesn't necessarily mean you have to act like a D three league like technically there's nothing there's nothing stopping any of the clubs in in, in our league from saying we're gonna have a $300 dollar payroll and pay our players two million dollars a year. There's nothing saying they can't do that, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But, um, you know, it it is really hard to become a pro team. And, and even that jump from amateur to pro, um, you know, we were kind of operating um, a, as professionally as we could for the last year, year and a half um, in terms of, you know, how we train, what we expected from our players, what we expected from the front office, what, what we expected um, when we travel, that kind of stuff, To because, again, we knew it was going to come sometime. Um, but you know, it, it is still, you know, uh, that that jump is is still big and um, you know, if you have a good team on on the field, um, I, I think a lot of things that a lot of amateur high level amateur clubs miss in this country is the off the field stuff. You know, maybe it is just players that are kind of taking control of scheduling games, you know, getting guys places and they can win tons tons of games. But then when it comes time to, okay, what's your front office look like? Can you support that next step? That's where um, I think is, is hard, hard for a lot of clubs. And, um, it, you know, I understand it because we we did it and it's, it's a ton and ton of work. And there has to be, you know, with, with, with us, there's a, there's a really good group uh, core group of people that have been with the club for, you know, between three and 10 years that are really behind the project. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was a process to, GoPro um,
0: and is definitely not not easy. Well, let's talk a little bit about you talk about the support behind the team. And obviously, as the director of operations and the vice president, that's something that is that is obviously integral and you you are integral with. So kind of walk people through kind of the day, because, I mean, I think when a lot of people think of somebody in your role, the first thing they're going to think of is MLS or baseball or the NFL and what the general manager is doing and all the trades and all the other stuff when I mean, it's probably a little bit you know whereas it's a lot more hands-on with the with the day-to-day on the field stuff too so and and, and that end um, you know there's kind of three different phases to that you've got the the kind of the postseason you've got you know the regular season you've got the game day operations so just help you know walk through some of the the myriad of tasks uh, <laughs> that kind of fall on your plate.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, to be honest, the first thing I think of when I think like VP or GM is, you know, Kerry Jones and his box at Dallas Cowboys stadium, you know, just hanging out and I can promise to you, our level is not like that. Um, no, it, to be honest, that's why I, I love doing this role at this at this club is I really do get to touch every single part of our club from, um, you know, I know all our players first name, last names, their brothers, their parents, you know, I, I know all our players um, very personally, but that's because I have to work so closely with them. And it's everything from, you know, making sure they have a shirt to wear to train in to getting our logos put on their sweatsuit. Um, but it's also, you know, can we get sponsorships? Can, can we get partners in the community that, that we can work with um, not just to help, help our club, but to help, help them too. Um, it's, it's working with the leagues and writing our press releases and social media. And it really is like, if, if there's something that goes on with our club, um, you know, I, I probably play a role. Um, not saying, you know, uh our assistant coach, one of our assistant coaches is also our graphic de- designer who is fantastic and could probably make a living just doing that. Um, but it, it really is, you know, at a at this level, it's can you get people that can do more more than one thing that are willing to, to learn to go go the extra mile? But you know, uh for me, you know, it's a lot of emails with again from sponsors to gear providers to designers to the leagues that that we're in to to players to making sure that we have contracts signed and they're uploaded in the right portal so that u.s soccer can 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 grab them um and you know it it really is kind of a whatever needs to get done like let's find a way to to get done and um yeah games i mean game game day ops um, you know, it, it's, it's fun. And, and my goal is, is to make it so that our players and staff don't have to worry about anything, right. They show up, they get ready to play, they play and, and they go home hopefully after, after a win. Um, but it really is like all hands on deck, you know, let's try to think of the smallest detail for the game. So, so that we don't have to do that, you know, kind of on the fly. Um, and again, we're not hosting games at m and Bank Stadium or Camden Yard. so it's not like we're getting seventy thousand people that are going to show up. Um, so to to that point, it's it's easier, but at the same time, it's a much much smaller staff. But um, again, like the, the 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 people that that we have at, at this club, um, I can't say enough good things. That you know, a, a bunch of people that don't get paid um, that do it because they love the club, they love the project, they love soccer, and they and you know they they want to help um, to you know players, kind of like 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 myself that either have gotten too old, um, have gotten hurt, hurt too, too many times, or really just have an interest in doing stuff off of the field, um, that step up, you know, uh, do, do things that need, need, need to get done. But, you know, I think my favorite part of, of this job is just the wide range of stuff that I get to do. And, and the people I get to talk to, um, you know, from inside the club, to outside the club, to, to Nisa, to the epsl to us soccer to our sponsors to our community partners to our youth club and and the and the kids that we coach and and their parents and their 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 families um it 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 really is fun and you know i i love talking to people and and i love you know telling people about this project and, and this club and um it really is kind of if you can think of something we do during the day i probably have some way of touching it. Um, but that's, that's, that's what needs, 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 needs to get done.
0: Let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned, you know, the stadium, uh, obviously you guys are playing out at the, um, soccerplex out in Montgomery County, out in Boyds. Uh, obviously one thing that makes that facility attractive, soccer specific facility, it's got the seats, the lights and, and, and a very high level, high level field. I know that United and the Spirit and a couple other teams have played high level matches on that pitch. Um, what can somebody expect? Actually, I guess I got two questions here. One, what can somebody expect um, who goes to, um, you know, goes to a game at at the Soccerplex to watch the Bobcats play? And secondly, how does that location being in Montgomery County with as rich of both a, a rich, you know, ethnic diversity with a lot of soccer fans in, in Montgomery County and also a lot of, as you mentioned, former players who are from Montgomery County, um, you know, soccer, very prevalent in the county. How do you know how are you guys going to be able to maximize those uh, populations in turning out support for the club?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in terms of what a game looks like, look, like um, I, I, I think first and foremost, um, NISA as a league and, and, and the teams that are in it and the clubs that are in and the players that are in it. Um, in my opinion, it's kind of it's very different from the USL MLS um, kind of games in, in, in that all the teams play like a pretty different style of soccer. It's not kind of all one and they're all trying to get really good at that one way of playing. It really is, um, you know, you know, we play a certain way. Chattanooga plays a one way. uh, Detroit city plays, plays one way. And, you know, we, we even, we went down to Chattanooga in October to play them. um, It's kind of like our last game of 2020. And um, even the, the two halves, right. The, the, the first half, we played one way, they played, played the other way. And um, coming out of halftime, it, it, both teams completely switched. And it was, it was, it's, it, it, it's really, um, you know, it's how I think soccer should be played. It's, it's fun soccer. It's, it's not kick and run. It's not let's park, park the bus. It's, it's how can we figure out how to best play around our, our opponent. And, um, you know, we, we got to uh, have a couple beers with the uh, coach and staff at Ch- chattanooga afterwards and um he said the same thing he's like look like that was a great game because you know it was me trying to adjust to what you guys were doing you guys adjusting to what we were doing and um you know it it really is i I hope and i I think gonna be some 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 fun soccer not to mention that we have so many guys from the area um that you know people can come to a game and if you follow soccer at the smallest amount right you're probably gonna know a name or two um, and that's, what's so cool. I think about us building our team this way um, is because besides the fact that there will be a pro team and, and that's, that's great and good, I I think. Um, but there's all these ties to guys that, you know, have been playing soccer in this area for 10, 12, 20 years um, that are now getting to put their name out there and now getting to play at that higher level. And and yeah, you're totally right. That Mon- Mon- Montgomery County um, is is kind of a perfect place for a, for, for a team because it is so di- diverse, both from um, you know where people are from, but also kind of um, uh, backgrounds, but also um, you know the the in income range. Right? Um, it's it's it is a really really di- diverse county, and again. You know, our club is um, 100% minority owned um, and about, depending on who we pick for our game day roster, 85 to 95% minority players. Um, and that's that's something that, that we, you know, haven't shied away from that we've been proud of. And, you know, we're, we're giving guys a chance that I, I think should have been given chances years ago, and I think should be making a lot more money playing somewhere else. Um, but for whatever reason, right, um, di- you know, didn't have that much money growing up, so they couldn't play club soccer. So they didn't get scouted for college. So they didn't get a scholarship. So just, so they couldn't play at college. Um, to you know, overlooked for what what reason um, that now we're getting to be able to 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 show and and really show how these these guys these guys can play. Um, and you know, you know, we've we have a, already kind of have conversations with the african league in montgomery county and and a bunch of these leagues that um you know are excited that there's going to be a team there to call call their their own and just just like you said at the start don't have to go go into the other city to uh watch 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 that team play but um no you know i i I you know, some people rightfully so probably say that the location of that stadium is the biggest downfall. And I, I would agree. It's kind of in a cult, like a neighborhood, basically it's you drive through neighborhoods and there's all of a sudden this big complex. Um, but at the same time, there are so many people that love soccer um, and it doesn't really matter, you know, uh, what level they just want to come see soccer. And, and I think, you know, add uh, on top of that is we're giving them a club that um, you know, they can really get behind because it's Maryland, right? It's not DC. It's not, not Virginia. Um, and again, you know, we do have so many guys, <laughs> which I, I keep, keep, keep saying, but um, so many guys that have already played in this area from this area, you know, for s- so many years um, that, you know, I already know a couple of our players are, have like hundreds of people like how, how can we get tickets? How can we get tickets? Um, so no, I, 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 I hope that our first, first home game is is packed and and we can get as many people there as 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 we can and um it's it's gonna be a fun fun season and I hope that there is fans uh there when we
0: kick off We'll we'll talk about that in a second one last thing I wanted to get to before we get to that though was kind of just the 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 geographical footprint of the league is fascinating um because you've got teams um you know, you've got, there's three teams in California. There's a couple of teams in the Midwest. Um, you've got like the New York, you know, the New York area, Maryland, and then Chattanooga and, and Charlotte. Um, yeah. how does the, ge- how challenging is that geography for schedule making? And how challenging is that? Cause I know this is going to wind up on your plate somehow. Um, <laughs> the travel, the travel piece of all of this.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a new league. It's a Growing league, um, and you know all the teams, especially the teams. Right, this is our first year. There is this is like the league's technically heading into the third calendar year. So, 100% of the teams that joined um, and kind of formed the league, they knew that at the start, travel was going to be tough. Right, that that travel was 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 going to be one of those pieces that hey, let's prove to people that this is a good league, a fun league, um, that we have good quality players, that our clubs can put good quality events. Then let's work on getting more solid teams in in to the league and and yeah for us you know we're kind of lucky I think this kind of northeast is and you know it is like that for most sports right but we do have the shortest right we can drive to the new New York teams um, we can and did drive to Chattanooga technically could drive to the, the Detroit um, but then yeah the the three west west coast teams and then and then Charlotte um, you know it's it's hard because especially for, for the California teams and for kind of those mid Midwest teams, they maybe only get one or two games that they can drive to and, and the rest are flights. Right. Um, you know, and that, that's tough, but, you know, they've announced um, the Rochester team in, in new New York, uh, the Chicago NISA, they announced. So, you know, uh, there's more that I, I can't talk more about potentially coming down the pipes. Um, but, you know, it's the, the league is slowly growing and I think growing um, with the right clubs. And I'm biased because we're a new, new, new club, but um, you know, they're, they're g- growing with the right clubs. And, you know, I, I think again, yeah you know, earlier you asked about that step from a- amateur to pro knowing that travel, but you know, the, the cost, the time, the lo- logistics, that's part of that. You have to be prepped for that next step. Um, it's no longer, you know, driving one hour, two hour, three hour, four hours, and that's all of your games. It's you know we got two cross-country flights we've got 2 15 hour drives um, and then we got kind of those closer games um but you know one one thing that about Nisa that, that I've loved is um all the clubs are willing to help right they want to see the other clubs su- succeed in in turn the the league right and I'm not saying that we give secrets away and I'm not saying that it's all handholdy no it's not but you know it, it really is you know I, I I can't say enough about the other um, clubs and kind of the other people doing my job at those clubs that I've been able to reach out to and, 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 you know, bounce questions, ideas. Hey, what do you guys do for jerseys? What do you guys do for, um, meals on the road? Um, so, you know, it's definitely a challenge. Um, but you know, as, as the league continues to grow and expand and, you know, uh, Nisa's ultimate goal is let's have 200 teams across the country and four, four divisions and, the. Uh, lowest division is going to be all in one state. And then, you know, as you get higher and go up and down, then you travel more and more, um, you know, that's, that's the goal and and the dream, but uh, you know, it's, it's something that, that we prep um, our, our players for, right? Like, you know, Hey, you're, you're going to do, do some traveling. It's not glamorous. Again, we're a D three new pro soccer team launching during a pan pandemic. Like it's not first class. It's not charter flights, um but you know the it's it's guys at this level want to play soccer and that's that's it they want to play because they love playing the game and um it's just you know making sure we can make that as easy
0: as possible for them so they can play 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 their best and that is that is definitely a worthwhile endeavor um if people want tickets people want to support the team sponsor the team want to want to give you money somehow (laughs) uh, how can how can they do that
1: yeah, a couple ways. So tickets, um, ticket packages are actually going to go on sale next month. So in March, um, you know, our, our kind of home games are going to start in August, potentially in July. Um, but season tickets, single game tickets, um, those are all going to go on sale next n- next month. Um, but, you know, our, our website has all the other stuff, right? It has um, our club shop, which we actually just released our home jersey for this year, um, which, in my opinion, I'm very biased, but is awesome. Um, it actually got released at noon today. Um, that's there. We have scarves. We have T-shirts. We, we have beanies. We have baseball hats. Um, you know, we we got some pre- pretty cool stuff that we do try to keep Maryland, right? We have 410 four, four, Area code church 301 um, 22240. But at the same time, on the website, all our contact stuff is there. So our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, um, but also my email, which is evan at MarylandBobcatsFC.com. Um, and you can email me from anything from sponsorships to players want to try out to you want to say, hey, your team's the best. You want to say, hey, your team's the worst. Um, I don't care. I'm always open. I love, love emails um and there's also our kind of general info at marylandbobcatsfc.com um but there's also our youth club and our youth info is all on there too um and you know part of the cool part about our 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 youth club is that we are one of the very few teams in the country but but definitely in this state and area that you know we have a pro team on top of it youth 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 team and we've already had three or four of our youth players come up and train with our first team um Two of them did really well. <laughs> Two of them did really, really well. Um, and, you know, that's something that we want to offer our kids, right? They have a legitimate shot to, you know, uh, train with a protein to, to be on the bench for a program to get to, to, to travel. Even if they don't play with our protein, they can play, play with our re, re reserve team. Um, but they're, you know, 14, 15, six, 16 year old kid can play with 21, 22, 23, 27 year old guys and see, where they stack up. Right. And that's something really cool that we can offer. And besides that, right. It's now that our youth players and their families have access to these pro players. And it's not, again, not guys on millions of dollars, right. They're, they're not making that much, but you know our 2005 boys team um, this past fall had like eight players on the first team come out to their tournament, be in the stands, cheering them on, yelling at the ref for them. Um, And that's, that that's, that's cool. Right. That's what this is all, all about is, is, making our community better through, through, through soccer. And and so to be able to provide that both ways to have, you know, youth be able to come up to the the first team, um, but also have our our pro team players and staff be able to go. So, so support that the youth club, because look, we know that uh, 1% maybe of all the youth players we ever have are going to go pro. Um, So it's, what can we do to that other 99% that, you know, can make them better for their life ahead and, um it, it's it's been a really cool ride so far with this youth youth program and um all that information's on the site too
0: well definitely sounds like you guys have a lot on your plate evan ramist is the vice president and director of operations for the maryland bobcats fc evan best of luck on the pitch best of luck luck at the box office this year <laughs> and uh and i hope to talk to you again soon thank you so much all right thank you this has been the Duckpin podcast don't forget to subscribe and download